This is another five-star production. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a episode of Tribe Talk Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Robert. To the left of me, we got my boy, Clayton. Howdy. Next in, we have Stats and Research, Brandon. What's up? And last but not least, back to Parts Unknown, we have Kalu. What up? Guys, how are you doing today on Hollow Eve, as they would say? I'm doing great. I'm a little tipsy. I'm good. I'm fine. Dolphins got to win, so... Um, I mean, I saw a guy get dragged out of a Twin Peaks in an ambulance. Don't you love oh, to see what that? Happened? I haven't to haven't seen that in a while. Uh, don't know. We were we were walking out of Davy Twin Peaks, and I saw the. <laughs> it was actually funny. I saw the the ambulance pull up, and just me being an idiot, I was like, "Who died?" And then I looked to my left, and then the girl, the hostess, was like, "Oh, the guy outside." And as I'm turning to my left. This guy is just fumbled over on the bar. Just, just, <laughs> just gone, bro. And when he went, when he went into the ambulance, when he went into the ambulance, bro, he got on the stretcher. He was like this. Wait, so this dude was sleeping? Bro, he was gone. And I, I felt bad. the ambulance I know, for but someone I felt who fell bad. asleep at the bar? No, but I felt, no, he was drunk. He was drunk and he took a nap. But I felt bad because I don't that's know. not that doesn't require the ambulance though. But no, I felt bad because he was he was by himself. There was no friends. There was no. Ooh, there was that's no, not good. That yeah, means he's going sad. through it. There was no he's one. There was no one with Damn. him. Yeah, so he went in the stretcher by himself, and it was it was even more unfortunate because I mean I texted you guys saying you know we have a situation going on, but it was even more unfortunate because there's a bunch of people outside waiting to leave, but the ambulance was blocking them. So it was like, all right, this guy's in the ambulance. All right, let's all let's all leave. <laughs> let's 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 keep it moving. <laughs> nobody cared to see no, if he was. Nobody cared to see if he was all right. It was just like, all right, the ambulance is gone. Let's go. All right. Well, let's before we get into the show, wait, real quick. What? Wait, I'm sorry. One more story before I tell it. Go ahead. Do you guys? I'm telling this story, baby, because it just happened. I don't care. Do you guys remember that my old barber who didn't like show up with me one time do you yeah. remember do you remember what he looked like do you remember how he was or no it's been a while it's, it's like been a years. while okay my old barber i'm not gonna say his name i saw him today brandon oh, my okay. my old barber is what they say very <clears throat> energetic <laughs> okay all right all right, all right. very energetic man um dabbles in the recreationals you know what i mean also was the one-time best friend of Antonio Brown. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I have inside sources about our boy Antonio Brown. Miami Norland Antonio Brown. Product, yes. I have some inside sources. Apparently, my old barber and this man had a little kerfuffle in a jewelry store, so much so that the jeweler kicked them both out, both of them, my barber and Antonio Brown. Okay, and then apparently some money went missing from Antonio Brown's like, you know, little stash that he had, oh, and no. he blamed my barber. 
So wow. Antonio Brown gave this man six months to pay him his money. How Antonio much? Brown, as you know, is suffering from CTE. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Uh, next thing you know, eight guys pull up on him at the barber shop down the street from y'all's house. Eight guys recorded it and everything. They tried to put him in the trunk of a white Dodge Charger. I don't know if this is real. Somebody have footage. I want the footage. I don't want know. the footage. This don't. is 2022. People record everything. Apparently. Even crimes. Apparently, it was recorded by one of Antonio's persons. Apparently. Wait a minute. Why? What? I don't insurance, know. Insurance, insurance. I don't know what, but that's insurance. what he told me. I will not say, I will not indulge on what more he said. So I just want to. stuff g- that he said more was insane, but Angie was there listening to all of it. He stopped exactly what I was doing. I was hanging out with Eddie and Kim because it was Eddie's birthday. Shout out to Eddie. But they pulled me to the side, started saying, hey, what's up, bro? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, man, your man's going crazy. And he's like, yeah, I don't fuck with him no more. I was like, oh. Because he, he owe him money. Because and then he went on this whole spiel about how Antonio Brown tried to kill him. So uh, did he give him his money? I don't know. Got to give people back. Look, he never. He must but have never I, seen Friday. He claims he did not take the money. He claims, claims. Because you know, word. you know, we always say it's not about the money. It's the principle. And playing with your, playing with Antonio Brown's money is definitely like playing with his emotions. Mm. Well, and we, we know, know about his emotions. Yeah, his parody of emotions. Yes. So do not Khalil, mess with Antonio Brown. I, I know you. I, I I see you cheesing over there. I see you cheesing I, over there. I, I saw that clip. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> That's at Central Michigan Education. Uh, <laughs> the Chippewas. Hashtag never forget. Uh, I, I what? Would, I would like to know. Uh, maybe next time you run into your former barber, can you ask? Is Antonio Brown really the president of Donda Sports? I will ask him next time. Because I, I don't believe Babe, it. how many times have we seen my old barber? Three different times since he, he stood me up that one time? Yeah. So. Oh, that story. Okay, real quick. I was going to try to get to it before you get the story. I'm going to try to do it real quick. Everybody was out for Halloween in some capacity. We're just going to go through it. You mm-hmm. know, a quick, quick run. Now, Brandon, you'll, we were basically at the same place. So you'll just say my, my part. Start. Take it away. Me? Yes, uh, me and Angie dressed as Bugs Bunny and Lola Bunny from uh, Space Jam, the Toon Squad. We obviously went to that tequila garden place. Uh, Pito? Pilos. Pilos. We went to Pilos. Uh, the Phillies were playing in the World Series, came back from 5-0, and then we lost the following day. I was watching. I pulled one out of Khalil and Brandon's playbook. I was watching the game in the middle of the club, did not care about what was going on around me. And then once we won, I started taking shots like there wasn't tomorrow, and everything was great after that. Angie had a good time. I had a good time. There was a fire dancer right next to us. They hire fire dancers at that place. Yeah. Oh, that place is expensive. Yeah. Um, so I had a good time. I think it was a solid Halloween. Kalu, you went to a party? Uh, yeah. My. Did um, you dress up as anything or you just went? Uh, the, the, the usual, man. The cowboy. Come on. I waited to the last minute, so I just had to um, run it back. But it's fine. Next year, I should be good to go. Um, but shout out to Kelsey for inviting me to her Halloween party. It was actually pretty dope. Did you guys end up going? Mm-hmm. I saw it was like a mix-up in the chat, but you guys actually ended up going? Yeah, we went. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was okay. Fun. Because I remember there was one night, or there was one Halloween, I think it was like before COVID, where you guys were all supposed to be different parts of like the Avengers. Someone was supposed to be Killmonger, someone was supposed to be the Black Panther, but his costume didn't come in. 
Um, everyone was supposed to be a certain person. You were supposed to be Killmonger. You already have kind of the hair for it now. I do now. Yeah, yeah now. Monday was supposed to be Black Panther. His costume. He no, he did. Down. He did end up. Oh, he did. He had a black. He has a Black Panther costume. Oh, he just keeps that motherfucking thing on him. Yeah, but speaking of the party, um, we we all, I swear I was a little nervous. We almost lost our like flip cup championship, like our under like our undefeated streak. We were mm-hmm. down three one. Three one in the first. in the series. What a comeback! It was looking bleak, but it was a great comeback. We had I'm so proud of the team. Who was on the team? You three and who else? Just us three. Oh, just you three. It was a, yeah. yeah. Who was anchor? I finished we, up being the anchor. Started, uh, okay. We started out, I was the anchor, and, well, I never really got a chance to, um, to showcase your to, skills to do anything. We never made it to the fourth oh, quarter. It was that bad. Y'all got swept like that. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was actually my fault. I was fucking up. I was the one that was leading it off. And, <laughs> oof. Then we brought it together. We made a change. I, uh, I let off. Had to get a new uh, reliever in the bullpen <laughs> I, warming up. <laughs> <laughs> had to get a lefty warming up in the pen. We uh, we switched it up. Well, uh, I I let off and uh, we never looked back. Three straight wins. <laughs> good good for so y'all. So proud of us. I'm gonna give us a gold star for that. Good good for y'all. All there right. you go. But yeah, it was we. Ch- I tried after that. We tried to go to Fort Lauderdale. Dicey's? Tried. Mm. L- I've never seen a line outside. Like, imagine a line of, like, pillows or, mm-hmm. like, down in, like, racket, mm-hmm. but, like, for dices. And then just imagine, like, the streets just flooded with people. That's it was insane. like a block party. I can imagine. Nasty. Yeah, I got up out of there. I, I can imagine. Mm-mm. Wow. I'm getting All to right. that stage in my life. All right. Yeah, it's pretty sad. All right. Y'all ready to start? What, the people whoa, are here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aren't we doing what? announcements? Oh, yeah, announcements. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, okay. very important announcements. Go do ahead. You, do you want me to do it? Or? Go ahead. Go okay, ahead. Okay, okay. Well... As we've said it before earlier in our earlier episodes, um, first things first, um, if you don't, you should follow the Scorekeepers pod on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you have social media. Um, The Scorekeepers pod, if you haven't already realized it by now, we're making some changes to this this, uh, podcast. That's probably going to be the next name, most likely. So why you keep saying So so just you know we're making new changes. Finally, finally we did a test run. Shout out to Khalil for making everything happen. We made a test run. Uh, we are finally on YouTube, guys. Finally on YouTube. As of right now, the the YouTube is still Tribe Talk Podcast, but we have our whole Keep It Short episode on there. You could see my reaction to the Bryce Harper home run. We you could see uh, Robert talking about how fourth and goals are the worst thing in football today. Uh, but yes, shout out to Khalil. Like I said, we are finally on YouTube. Something that has been coming into fruition, and we finally got it together. Live streaming, still a little iffy. But you can finally see our reactions to everything, every Brandon hot take that you possibly can see. Every time Robert doesn't understand a joke, you will never see Khalil. Wow, that's crazy. Rob, you never can understand. Every joke goes over your head, bro. Every time you can never see Khalil, you won't see him again. Uh, Unless you want to, unless Khalil ends up deleting the episode, you can finally see Khalil in his Tua jersey. <laughs> but yes, we're finally on YouTube, guys. Please make sure to check it out. If I'm, if I'm guesstimating, I feel like it'll drop on a Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Um, I, I mean, I uh, yeah, cause I'm I want to do some more editing for the videos. Okay. Uh, Wednesday will probably be the latest. Yeah. Okay. So whatever Khalil says, Khalil goes. So that's why we're rolling it. And is there a third thing, Rob? No, just uh, 
this this is this should be the last episode of Trap Talk. So maybe yeah, we'll do probably... like a I'll play taps at the end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let's let's get into the recap. NFL recap. Here we go. We have Thursday night. We have the Ravens beating the Buccaneers 27 to 22. Lamar Jackson 238 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, Tom Brady, 325 yards, one touchdown with Mike Evans having 123 yards receiving. This game did not, I mean, the stat says 325 yards for Tom Brady, but it was not, it was not looking good for the Brady bunch over there. Yelling at his offensive line again so much so that the offensive line that was injured had to get out of the way of like Tom Brady's like spewing uh, of what he was saying. A lot of people saying that uh, Giselle is a witch and put a curse on Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady's divorce just got finalized recently from Giselle. Uh, oh, that's something Tom Brady said, by the way. What? She's a witch. That's Tom Brady. That's said that. really what he said? Yeah, apparently. I'll send you all the article. When? My, uh, my sister's boyfriend, like, was telling me about this, like, two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And, I, like, I thought he was capping. But he sent me an article with quotes from an interview that Tom Brady did where he basically explains, like, how she's a witch and how she's helped him win throughout his career not even joking i wish i was i wish i was i know how ridiculous i just sounded on this podcast but well i mean perfect I also timing ju- though i also just said antonio brown was trying to jump someone so i don't think it's all that that's bad. not ridiculous oh by the way oh yeah wait we're on youtube now the views expressed here not true don't represent us oh, yeah, don't I, I mean i didn't want to say anything but you were kind of already going you kind of yeah Allegedly. Yeah, we don't we don't have no proof of that. These are these are stories in a in a Marvel universe. We don't know. Uh, well, it'll be great content. Go ahead. Um, what else was I saying? Oh yeah, uh, Tom Brady got divorced, um, so he wants everyone to you know just relax, settle down with everything that's going on in his life. He but can settle down. But it's exactly exactly. He saw a couple of episodes of Coco Melon and he couldn't fucking deal with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's nothing really coming out of that Thursday night game. Uh, besides, oh, besides Justin Tucker coming after Russell Wilson in the high knees and fucking in the airplane. What a beautiful, what a beautiful send off for, for him. Uh, speaking of Russell Wilson, let a comeback versus the Jacksonville Jaguars in London at the 930 kickoff. Denver beating the Jaguars 21 to 17. Russell Wilson 252 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Nothing really coming out of there. Trevor Lawrence 130. Jesus, 133 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Travis Etienne though, 20 balling. Carries, 20 24 carries for 156 yards and one touchdown. Uh, James Robinson, who was the lead back, getting traded to the to the Jets after Brees Hall goes down with an injury, finally letting Travis Etienne come to his own. Last year, everyone talking about why Urban Meyer wasn't using him to his full, you know, abilities. Uh, now coming into fruition, having the game of his life on his first career start. So shout out to Travis Etienne. Nothing really coming out of this game. I want to talk about this game. Panthers, Falcons. Brandon, tell me you saw this game. I, I saw the end. Okay. That's the only part that matters. Yeah. Only part that matters. The Falcons, the battle for the NFC South. The Atlanta Falcons, the 4-4 Atlanta Falcons, beating the Carolina Panthers 37-34 in overtime. P.J. Walker, 317 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Deontay Foreman, 118 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. D.J. Moore, 152 yards, one touchdown. Hail Mary of a touchdown, which I will get into. Marcus Mariota, 253 yards, three touchdowns. And Kyle Pitts. 
five receptions, 80 yards, one touchdown. Did you get a win? I didn't start him in any of my leagues, but I, I think I won both my leagues. Or, okay. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Well, tail end of this game. Now, the rest of the game doesn't matter. P.J. Walker throws a Hail Mary to D.J. Moore with 12 seconds left. A beautiful dot dime of a fucking throw from XFL great P.J. Walker. All right? D.J. Moore, what does he do? He celebrates. Takes off his helmet. You're not allowed to do that. Take off your helmet, you get a flag. Unsportsmanlike conduct. What do they do? Gets added on to the fucking field goal, the extra point. What happens to the extra point? He misses it because he added 15 yards to it. So now it's a tie game going into overtime. Falcons get the ball first. Marcus Marcus Mariota throws an interception to C.J. Henderson, which he took back to the Atlanta Falcon 25-yard line. They took the ball out of P.J. Walker's hands. Ran the ball three straight times. What does Eddie Pinheiro do? Missed the field goal. Shanked the fuck out of it. Shanked it completely. Completely. Missed, like I said, missed the field goal because, you know, he was 15 yards back. I can't knock him for that. I mean, you should kick the field goal. You get paid to kick field goals. You should make the field goal. All right? And then Marcus Mariota marches down the field, and Young Wei Ku hits the game-winning field goal. And now the battle of the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons, who we were talking shit on earlier in the season. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Division leader Arthur Smith is now leading the NFC South. Anything you want to say about that, Coach? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not standing down on uh, <laughs> what I said about Arthur Smith. He should still get fired. But that's just my personal opinion. They're that leading, division sucks. I don't care. They're leading the division. I. What does that mean? <laughs> it's the NFC beast all over again, just in the South. No, I'm not even giving you. It doesn't even deserve a soundbite. So no. <laughs> No. Uh, this is Dak Prescott's first game back. The Dallas Cowboys uh, beat the Chicago Bears 49-29. to This ended up being a close game. I know it's a 20-point differential, but at one point in the third quarter, it ended up being 28-23, to and then it just fell apart at the end. D- Dak Prescott, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Tony Pollard starting for an injured Ezekiel Elliott, 14 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns. That won a lot of fantasy days. Justin Fields, 151 yards, two touchdowns. Khalil Herbert, who's a converted quarterback, leading the ground with 99 yards and one touchdown. The Chicago Bears lead the league in rushing by, like, a lot of yards. I didn't realize that at all. It's not Baltimore this year? Nope, not this year. Quarterback. I mean, yeah, they kind of – the quarterback doesn't really throw. I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm just okay. saying, too. That, uh, you know, fun stats. That's it. Uh, the Miami Dolphins coming back and beating the Detroit Lions 31-27. to uh, This game was really good all the way up until the end. Tua having 382 yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill not having any touchdowns. Jalen Waddle got all of them. But, again, just blowing up the fucking stat sheet with 12 receptions for 188 yards. Jared Goff having 321 yards in the air with one touchdown. And TJ Hawkinson leading uh, the Lions with 80 yards. Anything coming out of this? I know it's the Lions, but were you guys scared at all? It wasn't it twenty-one to three at one point. It was fourteen to zip at one point. I'm asking, wasn't it twenty-one to three at one point? No, it was fourteen to zip. It wasn't twenty-one to three. It no? was fourteen 20, to zip. Twenty. Oh, twenty-one to seven. Yeah. To yeah. Seven, yeah. Um. No one was scared at all. Nah, just think. Nope. I'm pretty sure. I'm not pretty sure. I think there's a good chance Tyrese breaks the receiving yard record this year. He's already on pace for like 2,000. What is it? 2,096, 2,046 yards is what he's on pace for. The, the record is Calvin Johnson, 1986, I believe was his total. 
That's a record? Did he come? He came out of the game with an injury, but didn't, did he end up starting that following week? I remember I was talking about that. I don't Ooh. remember. Tyreek. Yeah, he played. He played the following week after that injury? Yeah. What injury? Yeah. Oh, in the boot? Yeah, remember he came out Oh, the Jets the game. The yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. played. He played oh, this week. Okay. He's fine. Okay. He's fine. Okay. He's really, like, he might be the man. Oh, he, and, and uh, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill broke the record for most receiving yards by a duo through the first eight games. Since Previously the, held by Isaac Bruce and Tori The ageless Cole. Isaac Bruce. Uh, yeah. And also Demarius Thomas, RIP, and mm-hmm. who was his? Emmanuel Sanders in 20, 2014. Pride of Miami. All right. That's it? You guys don't have anything else to say about that? No, we got stuff. We got to go. Come on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I mean, like, it's, the, it's the Lions. Okay. The Vikings beat the Cardinals 34 to 26 because Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. That's not fair. That is not fair. That's what happened, though. Why are y'all... Do y'all even know if he played the game? Y'all, y'all have no... He played the game. He played the game. It's in, his, it's in his contract. He, what's he going to do? It's in his contract. Playbook? Come on. It's now. in his contract. Leave that man alone. What he decides to do on his personal time is his business, okay? Yeah. He, he needs he to be shows. reading some fucking lines. That's what he needs to be doing. His coach needs to be reading lines, actually. Thank you. You don't think it's on That's him, fair. too, to read some fucking film? Well, when I mean, I, it I, is. It I, is. When Cliff Kingsbury is it ain't your boy Cliff, okay? Let's be honest. Do you really want to be reading those plays? Like I said, I, I'll, I'll never let him live this down. You had Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, and you couldn't win more than seven games, not one time. Had him for three years. Three years, couldn't win more than seven games. Jimbo has a number one recruiting class. He can't win more than eight. Uh, we have mm. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> 232, 232 yards, two touchdowns. Davin Cook having a good day. 20 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. Justice Jefferson, six receptions, 98 yards. Kyler Murray, 326 yards, three touchdowns. Two interceptions. It looks like it's kill death ratio. DeAndre Hopkins, 12 receptions, 159 <sighs> yards, and one touchdown coming off of PEDs. Uh, Yo. No, nah, bro, I can't. I told we we discussed first of all, I've already Hey, did you see that catch he had first today? Of all, yes, that I did. Was that was nasty. Of, yeah, first of all, I've already said that I'm tipsy. All right. Second of all, I can't with the PED fucking return train acting like you just came off an ACL. We had that conversation in private. I will not let that shit slide. You took drugs. Whoa. Keep them moving. A lot of people take drugs. But Clayton, you watch baseball. Yeah, they also took drugs. Who's the best baseball t- player? Took or take? Who's the best player? Who's the best baseball player of all time? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Okay. He was a Hall of Famer before <laughs> the drugs. Before the big head. Before the big head. All right. Uh, and then the Saints. Oh yeah, yeah. The Raiders. Oh God. The Saints beat the Raiders uh, 24 to nothing. Andy Dalton, 229 yards, two touchdowns. Red rifle. Alvin Kamara having three touchdowns, two in the air, alongside with 96 reception yards, having 62. After they tried to trade him? That's great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, that was a false report, by the way. No, what? Well, at least, at least to the Eagles, it was a false report. I don't know if it was necessarily him being on the trade block. There was a report uh, that the Bills I called. The Bills, the oh, Bills. I didn't see the Bills one. I saw the Eagles one. But I don't know. I, I, that's the only one that I saw. The Bills probably should have called. That would... Jesus Christ. That would be scary. Oh, oh my. Oh, wow, he got lit the fuck up. But wow, that run. Uh, wa- the run. The juke. We're watching Goodness. Bills uh, Packers right now. It's in the first quarter. But again, you, you know already know this Clayton. tomorrow. Um... Sorry, what? You know what that's called, right? What? There. Look at this. Sneaky athletic. Sneaky athletic. Sneaky Look athletic. Every fucking Madden Look commentator right says here. it every single time. Oh yeah, sneaky athletic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The I don't. I didn't see that at all. I mean, I guess we'll get to there when you we talk about the rundown. But uh, 
We'll keep it moving. Derek Carr, 101 yards, one interception. That's mostly it. Nothing coming out of the. They didn't score, so we can just keep that. Exactly. The Eagles beat the Steelers 35-13. to Jalen Hurts having 285 yards, four touchdowns. A.J. Brown blowing up the Steelers' defensive backs. Six receptions, 156 yards, and three touchdowns. Small hands, Kenny Pickett, 191 yards, and one interception. I just want to say two things coming out of this game. I won't preach on it. One, we only had one snap in the red zone the entire game, and we scored 35 points. And that one snap was a touchdown to Miles Sanders. Shout out to your fantasy team. I appreciate it. Uh, and that was a touchdown right off the bat. Second, Jordan Davis coming out of this game with a high ankle sprain. Whatever this brother needs to do, just get healthy. Don't even come back soon. Just stay as healthy as you need to be, and then we'll all, we'll all be good together. I told you I bought his jersey. Yes, it was like did. bad karma. Yes, you did. Yeah, it was like bad karma. Uh, but, yeah, we'll keep it moving to the 4 o'clock games. We have... The Oh, no, I'm sorry. One more 1 o'clock game. Patriots beat the Jets 20. You could skip that. Yeah, we could. Yeah, there, there was nothing there happening was in that game. That Patriots game. beat the Jets. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. You can skip that. No the disrespect Dolphins. to them. Great Everybody's a Jets fan, but you can skip that. Yeah. Zach Wilson had 355 yards. Yeah, and three interceptions. Keep him. Yeah, keep losing. <laughs> Come on. You know who's playing better than him this year? Joe Flacco. Let's go. Keep him moving. <laughs> Don't believe uh, we just watch. The Titans beat the Tech Texans 17-10. to 10. Malik Willis not having a great day. 55 yards passing with one interception. But Derrick Henry having 32 carries for Jesus. 219 yards and two touchdowns. Do not draft him, Robert. Davis Mills having 152 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Brandon Cooks coming back off injury, four receptions, 73 yards. Getting back into the, to the swing of things. The Commanders. Beating the Colts 17 to 16 with 22 seconds left on a on a Taylor Tyler Taylor Taylor Heineke throw over to Terry McLaurin set them up on the one yard line and then Taylor Heineke fucking uh, punched it in having 279 yards one touch on one interception having another one on the ground like I just said Terry McLaurin having six receptions for 113 yards Sam Ellinger he was the one that proclaimed that Texas was going to be back. And the Sugar Bowl of 2019, he was the one. He, he wasn't the one today. He proclaimed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 201 yards. So when Frank let, Wright getting fired? Come I'm on. A, I'm going to let that simmer. When is he getting I fired? I don't think, hey, look. He bro, needs to get fired. I don't think he's next. What? Who's next? He's been the coach there for like five years. And they're, they're, not, they're not good. I don't know, they, they keep regressing. Granted, it's not really his fault. because. Oh, cheap. my God. He picks the quarterback every year against Super Jimmy. It ain't his fault. Come Josh on. Josh McDaniels looks rough. But at least it's his first year. It's his first year. I know. He didn't, and that's we've, not. He definitely did not pick those players. We've seen it. In that's, the past. that's John Gruden Bro, and Mike Mayock. Every year we talk about this. Every year we talk about Josh McDaniels being the hottest hire in, in football, and then all of a sudden he just turns it not. I mean, the Patriots could use him. You see what Matt Patricia's running out there? Come on, get out of here. Jesus. Get on, get on with get, get uh, game. San Francisco beat the Rams. That's what I wanted to talk about. I have been slandered on this show for at least a good year and a he half. Had one good game. I don't care. He had one good I'm game. I'm taking my moment. You can't take it away from me. Do not overshadow my moment. Thank you very much. Okay. First player since 2005 to have a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. And a receiving touchdown, CMC. Who was the one in 2005? Because that has Ronnie Brown's stat line written all over it. It wasn't Ronnie Brown. It was actually somebody. I got to look it up. might have been Cordell Stewart. 
But go ahead. Okay. I think it was Cordell Stewart. I think that's my guess, but I think it was Cordell Stewart. Christian McCaffrey, 18 carries, 94 yards, a touchdown, receiving touchdown, and a passing touchdown to Brandon Ayuk, like I said, or like he said, I mean. Uh, Six receptions, 81 yards for Brandon Ayuk. Porn star Jimmy having 235 yards and two touchdowns. Matt Stafford having 187 yards, one touchdown, and Cooper Cup having 79 yards and another touchdown. The Seahawks, the pride of Miramar. Khalil, tell them. They did it. They beat the Giants, finally. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! I don't know what time it is? I already told you that was gonna happen. So I'm, you know, this the is- Seahawks beating the Giants, twenty-seven to thirteen. Geno Smith, two hundred and twelve yards, two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker the third, fifty-one yards and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett, sixty-three yards and one touchdown. Saquon, twenty carries for fifty-three yards and a touchdown. Daniel Jones, one hundred and seventy-six yards. Who was the player? Uh, I knew this player, and I can't believe I, I forgot it. It was LaDamian Tomlinson. I remember I watched that game. He did it in 2005. All right. That's believable. LT. That's believable. And like I said, we are currently watching the Bills versus the Packers, and I don't know if they scored that. Uh, Brandon, did they? I don't know. It's 7 nothing. It's 7 nothing. Okay, the Bills are currently knowing are winning right now. But let's, get, let's keep it moving. Trade deadline this Tuesday. A lot of teams in the NFL that need to get better, folks. A lot of teams. All right. We'll start off with a few right here. The Bucks. Do you guys see anyone from the Bucks getting traded out, traded in? How are we feeling about that? Because Lord knows they need some fucking talent. Go. Uh, apparently, the entire offensive line needs to be traded. If you ask Tom Brady, so. Oh. They they need they need some offensive they need, line help. Yeah, they need, they, they need definitely do. They're they're standing line. in the need. It's pretty sad. Maybe they could. Wait a minute. Oh, broken up. They might, uh, what's his name? Sean Murphy Bunting, apparently. No, thank you. Block for no? You no, thank you. Him? Next. Why? Why not? I don't want to wait from their secondary. Secondary is not good. Yeah, but he doesn't play. That's why he's kind of on the block. He, he played the last two years when I didn't think their secondary was good. No, thank you. All right. Throw up the deuces at Tyreek in the Super Bowl, that, that, uh. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. secondary. Yeah, no, thank you. Next. I'm just letting you know. All right, so we're not doing anything with the Bucks. They need offensive they line. Just need they just, they just they're need standing. Offensive yeah, line. that's really all they need. Yeah, and all a slot need. receiver. Okay, let's move on to the Dolphins. Dolphins are sitting pretty at four and three. Obviously, we have defensive back needs. Well, it's just all y'all are injured. That's mostly no, the thing no, on no. the we defensive. Need one anyway. Oh, you still need one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, so who Byron are we Jones feeling? What are we thinking right now? I've heard. I like William Jackson. Okay. But I've heard Greedy Williams, but I would rather have William Jackson. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, okay. I Greedy Williams. I was going to say I'd rather have Greedy Williams. Well, I mean, either way, it's not like, you know. I just need somebody. I can't be out there with with uh, with Justin Bethel and Dolphins legend Noah Igbenogany. <laughs> <sighs> Dolphins legend. Uh, I guess he Dang is now. He just slings he that shit around. He got him a game. He got him a game. He slings that thing around. Kind of like Xavier Howard. Um, We'll keep it moving. <laughs> That was a good the one. Raven. That was a good one. I ain't gonna hold you. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> whenever Khalil puts it, whenever Khalil does a face palm, I know it was a good joke. You know, it was a good one. Hey. Right? That's how you know. <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar needs some help all over the place. They're always injury prone. We seeing anything for the Ravens? What do they need? I think they should. They should probably try and see if they can get Jerry Judy. Oh, say they need a receiver. You think so? A real number yeah. one receiver. I think they need another tight end actually. Mark Look, Andrews, play a two tight end set. Well, actually, Mark, Mark Andrews, Andrews is injured. That was, that's what I was well, then, yeah, oh, they definitely is? need a tight end. Oh, okay. yeah. But okay. I, even if he comes back, 
they if they had a two tight end set, they they would really be nasty. I don't know. That's man. fair. I feel like they need a number one. I, I'm I'm I don't think actually Judy, they need secondary help too. They have the worst secondary. They're in, in the, the league. Yeah. What do you mean, Marcus Peters, bro? I've seen him, bro. He ain't shit. I don't think he's really. I mean, I feel like it's Marlon Humphrey over there. Marlon Humphrey's a real problem. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he. I mean, in his defense, he's ba- he's battling injury this he year. He doesn't. He doesn't know yeah, how this happened. <laughs> he doesn't know how this happened. <laughs> Leave him alone, man. What, what does Brandon say? If you're on the field, you know you fucking play. It's like the Baker Mayfield syndrome. You're on the fucking field. If you're battling an injury, then sit the fuck out. Get healthy. But you're playing for pride. You ain't playing for shit. Okay. If you're getting blown up, if you're getting blown up by every wide receiver that comes your way, how are you contributing to the uh, to the team? You're not. He's a pretty good shit talker, though. That that is true. That is true. All right, so we're good with that. No more NFL talk. Everyone's good. Everyone's happy. We'll do midseason awards next week. That's a that's a teaser. As a teaser. Okay. That's a tease. We're moving on to college football. We have Ohio State beating Penn State 44-31. to That ended up being a closer game than it should have been. But the defense ta- defensive end or defensive tackle, you saw this oh, game, right? from Ohio State, JT, two, some, something. Two interceptions, a forced fumble, a, a, fumble a, recovery. a fumble recovery, a sack, and tipped the first interception of the game as well. This man just had an all-around day. I don't even know who he is. His name's not coming up he, on my feed. JT, I don't know how to pronounce it. He has, like, some Polynesian last yeah, name. Yeah, it's, it's an Hawaiian, the number one, Hawaiian last name. He was the number one player in the country two years ago, I believe. Wow. Well, he had the game for an ages. Um, two, two, Tio Malu. Tio Malu. Shout out to him. TCU, the Horny Frogs. The Hypnotoads. Oh, my gosh. The Hypnotoads. The Hypnotoads beating West Virginia 41-31. to This one also a close game. This game ended up being uh, 34-31 in the fourth quarter. They went, a, they went for a go-ahead touchdown on fourth and one. Or 20 like seconds left. Yeah. 20 seconds Ballsy. left. 20 seconds left. Yeah, so TCU, they might win the Big 12, folks. They might win the Big 12. Who, who had Kansas State? Who had him? I had Kansas State. Who had yes. Kansas State? I, I had Kansas State. Who had Kansas State? Yeah. Kansas State just webbing ass on the number nine team in the nation, Oklahoma State, 48 to fucking zero. The biggest blowout against a top 10 team of all time. It's tied the record, I believe. I think so. I think it tied the record for the biggest blowout all time against a top 10 team. Bad. Not good, coach. Not good. Uh, UCF upset against number 20 ranked Cincinnati 25 to 21. Another upset, I guess you could say. Missouri beat uh, 25th ranked Carolina 23 to 10. Tennessee, I'm going to get there. Michigan beat Michigan State 29 to 7. You guys have all seen this video, correct? Jaden McBurrow's St. Thomas Aquinas product. I have, got the beats. You guys have seen this video? That shit was wild. I didn't like that shit. I didn't like that shit either, honestly. Yeah. You know how Michigan is, though. They have that one tunnel. Yeah, Everyone goes down that one tunnel, well, and I mean, we no, see it with Ohio State you know, and Michigan every year. That's not the first time it's happened to them this, this season, right? Oh, really? Well, like, not necessarily somebody get jumped, but at halftime the, of the Penn State game, mm-hmm. uh, there was also a kerfuffle. A and kerfuffle. I, believe, <laughs> I believe last year before the Ohio State game, there was a kerfuffle at halftime as well mm-hmm. in that tunnel. I oh, mean, really? I, my first question was, I don't know how the hell he wound up in that tunnel by himself. I don't know what happened there. He was, uh, there was the video. He was skipping into the locker room talking, talking that talk. 
And apparently, I oh. guess the Michigan State players did not take too kindly to it. Probably should have just kept your head down, just keep it busting. Just to know your personnel. He got stomped out by like seven guys. I know it was bad. I didn't. I, I was. Apparently, there was two Michigan players yeah. that were involved. One was in the background, but it was only like kind of like eh. somebody. But then yeah. he was the one that got stomped the fuck out. He yeah, he was. The Imagine, one that bro, bro you get stomped out. You get stomped out with shoes. Imagine cleats. getting stomped, stomped out with cleats. God, sp- metal spikes. Nah, I'm good, fam. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. we have Ole Miss. <laughs> Beating Texas A&M 31 to 28. Oh, after the game, game Lane Kiffin called Jimbo the Joker. <laughs> A Joker costume. Yo, what was even funnier? Did you see in the press conference um, after the game? He, he uh, they were interviewing Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin said he didn't want to. He didn't want to get up there first. He wanted to wait until Jimbo <laughs> finished speaking. <laughs> To see if Jimbo was gonna was gonna say some shit about him or Nick Saban. Oh God, man, uh, Jimbo, what what can you say that already hasn't been said by me? You know, he's not getting fired. <laughs> I just want to say, no matter what, he's not getting look, fired. Look, Jimbo, uh, eighty-six million dollars. Is is Jimbo part of that group chat? Remember when Lane Train came out and said that uh, Kirby Lane. And a few other coaches are in a group chat, and they're called Saban's Kids or something. Like, they named the group chat Saban's Kids or something like that. Do you I remember, do remember that? that? Do you know if Jimbo's a part of that chat? I feel like he was at one point. And then, then they kicked him out the chat after the NIL deals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they were out here. You know, it was all going good. And they, they were all kind of frustrated with him probably. But then <sighs> they're just kind of like, you know what? We're like, we're all Saban's Kids here. Like, you know, he's part of the group. And th- then they just they just had enough and they got rid of him. Not even they probably just started a new group chat with him and then he was just like, hmm. nobody said they haven't heard from nobody in a while. It's interesting. Oh, I can see it's that almost too. bowl week. No one's wishing me good luck. <laughs> you know why that's funny? Because he won't make a bowl. Um, Georgia, Tennessee. <laughs> Khalil, just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> They're three and five. Oh, uh, all right. I don't see three more wins on their schedule. <laughs> We went over this on the Thursday show. Um, all right. So as you guys know, uh, college game day is going to Athens, Georgia, for the Tennessee-Georgia matchup. Number one versus number three in the nation. Number two. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's absolutely right. Number one versus number two in the nation. I cannot recall the last time that has happened on college game day or in the regular season in general. But number one versus number two. Uh, Rob put it in the rundown to talk about it because I am here and I'm usually not here on Thursdays. You just hear me yell like an old angry man. You? What are you talking about? Oh, Bubba Lightyear. That's yes. right. From Athens. <laughs> Georgia I, super fan. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Hendon Hooker, Heisman candidate, without a shadow of a doubt. Favorite. Heisman favorite. Heisman favorite. Yes. And if he walks into Georgia, win or lose, even if he has a fantastic stat line, he is going to win the Heisman this year. If he does beat Georgia, he will be a Heisman favorite. I express my if my. If he beats Georgia, I think he locks it up. That's what I'm. Yeah, did I say that? No, I you said, said favorite. Heisman favorite. Yeah, no, I he'll, he I, wins yeah, the award. Yeah, he wins the award. I I agree with you. You're absolutely right. Um, I said it when Tennessee beat Alabama. I said it three words. I said I'm fucking scared. To this day, I'm fucking scared. Still, and we play that game is being played in Athens. Uh, it's a 3.30 kickoff, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think the line is 10. Georgia by 10? Georgia by 10. Nine. Nine and a half, maybe somewhere around that area. All I'm going to say is this, all right? 
That kid that blew up in the Alabama game, I forgot his name, the wide receiver. What's his J- name, Brandon? Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. He blew up against Kentucky, too. Kentucky just left this man wide the fuck open the entire game. That shit was nasty. If Jalen Hyatt blows up like he did against like he did against uh, Alabama and Kentucky, it, it's a fucking wrap. I think that, he will, by the way. His secondary is not very good. That's all. From what I've seen. That's all that's going to happen. Georgia, may I remind you, they, I mean, yes, they did beat, uh, they beat, they, they did beat Florida 42 to 20. Um, they didn't cover the spread, but it was 22 and a half when the game ended, uh, the spread, and it was 22 points. I'm, I'm just scared. I don't really know what else to say about this. Stenson Bennett didn't look great against Florida. I'm not going to be like, oh, let's bench Stenson Bennett or whatever. I'm not going to go major on all of that stuff. But I don't know what it is. It's giving me big 2018 Jake Fromm vibes. Jake Fromm, if you guys don't remember, 2017, we went to the national title. He played lights the fuck out the entire season, was mostly a game manager. And then 2018 came along, and all those guys left. Nick Chubb left. We had Sony Michelle leave. We had our tight end leave. We had a lot of offensive linemen leave. And granted, the uh, the people that, I mean, when we broke the record for most, you know, picks in a draft, it was mostly the defense, you know, 15 guys, and we're still the number one team in the nation, according to the AP. I don't think so. But we don't, we obviously, we don't look no. this. I don't. I mean, in terms of record and stuff like that, Tennessee has better ranked wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm not, yeah. But I, we don't look the same. We don't look gelled as a unit. Uh, shit, talking about Eric Gilbert, one of the star transfers, he caught one touch on this entire season this this year. You know what I mean? Like 50 tight ends. We have two tight ends. He can be out there. He can be out there. Our wide receivers are not good. And also, Khalil told Brandon this. Told Brandon this. It's Wait, not no, good. let me break the news for him. Let it's me break not the, good, Khalil. Let me, let me break the news for him. Let Tennessee me break the, big this week. Let me break the news to him. Dan Jackson. No. Tore ligament in his no! foot. It's all He's over. out for the year. Out for the year. Does it really matter, guys? Yeah, because I'm looking at Keely Ringo out there every time I see hey, him. Hey, 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 hey. He sealed the deal. Watch your mouth on him. Watch it. That was last year. Watch it. Every time I see ah, him, watch he's, it. He's looking at he's looking at the name on the back of the jersey. Watch, watch your it. mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> he sealed the deal. I'm not coming after Kilo. Uh, Kilo, Keely, not yet. Not okay. yet. All right. All right. You will. All right. I you will. will. After you know, he, he can tell you exactly. All, all I say is this. I mean, again, I I feel better about the game because we went into Tennessee last year and we won. We won kind of handily. It was kind of close getting into the halftime. But um, it's roughly the same team. But obviously, these guys are buying into Coach uh, Hoople. 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 They're buying into his product. They're seeing what the, what he's doing. That offense was the same offense that was running in Missouri that gave Alabama problems on a couple of occasions. Alabama never lost those games, but they did give them problems. So I, I can understand why it is to be scared, but that's the only reason why I'm not scared is because I saw them going to Tennessee and they kind of beat them pretty decently. Different team, though, but that's all I can say about that. I know you wanted to give me a whole segment, but I was waiting till Thursday and I really wasn't prepared. So <laughs> I mean, I, I'm being honest with you. I, cool. I was going to wait till Thursday and I was going to give you guys a whole thing, but now it's too late. <laughs> 
That's fine. Hey. <laughs> Still do it. But like, you're you gonna make an appearance. But anything you guys want to say based off that? Anything think, for the time uh, being? I won't lie to you. I think uh, usually I get on here and you talk about your shaking in your boots, um, and I come here and hit you with your first world problems, bullshit. But I think you have every right to be scared. I think Tennessee is a better team than you. Not even that. It's this is the playoff. This is a playoff game. Whoever wins this game is an automatic lock for the playoff. Whoever loses this game will be out of the playoff probably handily. I don't think so. Listen. You're in the SEC, bro. As long as as the loser wins. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. If we lose to Tennessee, we don't go to the SEC championship. Tennessee doesn't have a team on the rest of their schedule that's going to mean anything to them. They play bullshit-ass team for the rest of the season. Tennessee, if they beat Georgia, will be undefeated going into the SEC championship. Based off the Alabama Ole Miss game, that's who decides on who's going to that SEC championship. And if Alabama, you know, loses or wins or whatever, they're not going to give it to fucking... The t- it might go come down to who lost worse to Tennessee. You get what I'm saying? Fair. That's probably what's going to come down to. But... If TCU keeps going undefeated and they win the Big 12, you have the Big 10, you have Clemson, who's still undefeated, you have the SEC, and you have the Big 12. A SEC team, there will not be two SEC teams if the Big 12 stays undefeated this season. If TCU rides it out, there's absolutely no way, no shot in hell, that they will put a one-loss SEC team over an undefeated Big 12 championship team. I think they would if that one-loss SEC team is Tennessee. I don't think so, bro. I, think I don't think so. Tennessee Tennessee has been the best team in college football um, for pretty much the entire season. In they had, they did have a couple close games, though, in the beginning of the season. They did. I don't want to put that away. They did. They almost what? lost to Pitt. They did. That is true. I just want to let that be known. I mean, obviously, they came out with a dub, but... They did, but... Uh, like I said, Tennessee on both sides of the ball are. I wouldn't phenomenal. say. I wouldn't say both. Their, uh, look, their offense is. Their offense is miles ahead of their defense. Yes, they have that, like, they have I'd like, rather say that they have the. I believe they still have the number one offense in the country, and they. I believe they have like a top thirty-ish defense. Just to give you, just to give you a heads up. I'm sorry to cut you off right no, now. No, you're fine. Uh, the second game of the season, 34-27 against Pitt. Um, that, was that game overtime. was in overtime. Absolutely correct. They then they played Akron. The following game they played um, Florida, thirty-eight to thirty-three. That game was in Tennessee, and then they beat the brakes off fucking LSU. And then we had the fucking game of the decade versus Alabama. Yeah, all close I'm, games. I'm but just, I no, I, I'm not. I'm just letting you know why I'm I'm scared, but I don't want to get too scared. Uh, look, I'm I'm with you. I I would. Hope you can can pull it off, um, but look, I've just I haven't I haven't felt like your secondary is very dominant. Um, it's just not that you're bad. They're not horrendous or anything like that. It's just they give up a lot of they give up they give up some yardage. You know they'll give up they'll give up chunk plays and and they'll have breakdowns and coverage busts and. Quite frankly, against this offense, it only takes one time. So, I, I know I, this could, this could easily be a, a game where 
you you have you possess I could see you running twenty, twenty five, thirty more plays than Tennessee just because they're they're going on like three play drives. Hitting big play after big play on I will, defense. I will say this. If we do end up going into a shootout with, with Tennessee, I don't feel like we can match them up in shootout wise. But if we do, I wanna unload the clip. Like right. unload the entire playbook. I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say this that I believe that they Georgia will not make the playoff if they if they lose this game. That I now that you ran through the scenarios, I do agree with you. Do need this game. I think Tennessee can make the playoff Tennessee without it. No, I they they'll need the game too. Nope. They, I think they'll need the game too. I I don't think so. I really think they'll need it. They would have beaten Alabama. Yeah, LSU. Say. They would have beaten. LSU won't be ranked by the end of the season. Uh, LSU is coming. I think they're ranked now. They won't be ranked by the end of the season. Nevertheless, LSU, Alabama. Um, Even then, 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 then you're going to have one loss Tennessee over undefeated Big 12 champion to TCU. You're assuming that that continues TCU. You're forgetting has like they stomped out Oklahoma State. But prior to that, they looked a little bit shaky. They had to come back from double digits in both of those. Shows weeks. perseverance. I don't disagree with you, but this is a. I'm not saying that you know if they, TCU. Keep playing, they don't belong in the playoff, but you're telling me uh, I don't even know what the Big Twelve looks like. Who 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 are they in line to play in the in the uh, Kansas State who just dropped forty eight uh, on, and stomped out Oklahoma State. State. Yeah, so TCU TCU does actually not. it wasn't it two weeks ago that Kansas State was beating the brakes off TCU and they came TCU came back in the second half and beat them. Yeah, so, so if they play Kansas State again, TCU doesn't have a ranked uh, opponent for the rest of the season. Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Texas Baylor, Iowa State. That says that has undefeated written all over it. I think either of those teams can get them. The hypno toad. Any of the any three of those teams can catch them slipping. I wouldn't pick. I would pick TCU to win all those games, but absolutely any of those teams could catch them slipping. All it's right. just the Big Twelve. Anything else you guys want to say off that, Khalil? Rob, I know we talked a lot about college football, but I'm sure. Well, however the game is, I I think there's a good chance I'll be sitting next year around you during that next week if you're watching it out. So okay, I'm sure you'll you'll give me a great performance just like last year. Was that that was even last year or was that this year? The SEC championship game. Tech. That was last year. year. Yeah, I'm sure. Technically, let's just not get mad at. Can you make a promise? I right? can't make that promise. Yes, you should. I can't make that As promise. As a man, you should. I don't give a fuck. Let's not get mad. Let's promise. not get mad at old white ladies. Uh, oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> all right, Kalu, all right, all right. Kalu, you can't clap after every drive, after every play. A you clap year, after every play. Two yards, because I was competing with her. What? And then who ended up winning at the end? All right, all right, knock it off. Stop it, stop it. No, you can't no clap after a two-yard screen. Okay. She's happy for her team. Just like you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't right. be that person. Kula? I'm usually the Stinson Bennett believer. And I don't even think he's necessarily going to be the reason why they lose. To be honest? I, I just don't think y'all got the chops right now. I don't know if you saw this game last week. I mean, I know you were moving and stuff. Stinson Bennett does not look good. He does not. That's why I said it gave me big 2018 Jake Fromm vibes. Mm-hmm. He was riding off the coattails of a lot of great talent. And I'm not necessarily saying that Stenson Bennett can't get it done. I just saw him win a national fucking title. I'm not about to, like, bench him. 
But I I'm, will say he does not look like the same Stenson Bennett that won me the national title. That just won offensive MVP in the Orange Bowl and offensive MVP in the national title. He does not look the same, man. So we'll see how it goes. Basketball. Woo. Coach Carousel. Take it away, Rob. Coach's corner. Coach's corner. Much. All right. Yeah. Sorry, All right. Jesus Christ. All right. So we did panic meter on. He forgives you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, on Thursday episode, we did the panic meter, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, some of these teams, just based off of um, restrictions, can't necessarily fix their teams with any transactional moves. Probably at least until December fifteenth. So that's over a month from now. So some of these teams that we're seeing struggling so far. They're basically stuck with their team. So, we're going to ask Brandon, who is a former coach. Or you still like to say you're uh Yes, I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the an, uh, analysis game now, yes. Okay, so you're analysis I'm, game. I'm Stan Van Gundy. You're Ron Rothstein. Yeah. Stop, Stop right, right there. there. <laughs> All right, there you go. We're going to ask him. I'm going to give him teams, give him some names of some teams, and he's going to tell me, as a coach, what he would do strategically to get these teams back on track. Now, the first team I'm going to start with, very close to home. The Miami Heat. Right. What would you do with the Heat, Brandon? How would you how would you fix that if you can't make any moves? You gotta just work with what what Spoelstra got. Well, <laughs> I would say on the front end, the easiest way to fix this roster is they need to make a trade. But obviously, go ahead, say the word, say the word. As you've given me the parameters, I can't do that. There you go. What I would personally do, what I would personally do to uh, to fix Miami, what when I watch them, I feel like they, some they they just sometimes they just don't have energy. Get that out my face. <laughs> they don't have they don't have energy. Um, they play sometimes they play particularly, and uh, you saw it in the Kings game, their veterans uh, Kyle Lowry, um, Jimmy Butler. Uh, they kind of just take their time to grow into the game. And, you know, you can do that when you're the number one team in the East, like they were last year. But uh, that's not the case this year. So I think uh, on defense in particular, it's just not very good. Dwayne Dedman, it, it, it was good while it lasted. The mechanic gave me some fun times, you know, thought you might have been better than Wilt Chamberlain at one time. But, you know. The shop is closed. Those, yes. Okay. Times are tough. The economy is hitting really hard right now. Um, I think it's time to pack up the shop. And uh, we're just going to have to, uh, I'll uh, I'll come back to you on December 15th when I can make roster moves. Uh, (laughs) um, And now that's tough. It sounds a little crazy because they're getting just annihilated on the glass. Um, but defense, or really schematically to fix that, um, the easiest thing, you're at seven. It's been like a month, bro. You got an ankle injury. What are we doing? Get on the court. When I see Udonis has them getting primetime minutes. Um, we need to, we need to, we need to get you back. Uh, but on defense, I, I would play a lot more zone, to be honest with you. Um, and then not that they can't play the man because they can, um, but the the switching everything they kind of like to do a lot um they can't do that um they 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 just can't um they probably need to play a little bit 
more drop like Milwaukee or you can switch some things but not everything because teams are just they're putting Bam in the pick and rolls um, the heat switch and they're doing that not to attack Bam but to get a, a big on a wing and then they're just getting abused after that so I would do a lot more zone and I would play Jamal Kane. Jamal Kane needs to play which isn't going to happen because they just sent him down to uh, Sioux Falls to go uh, get some minutes but yeah, Jam- Jamal Kane's got to play. Uh, six seven, uh, just athleticism for days. I think he could really add a, a big spark to this team. I would even consider. I know Caleb Martin has played well. He hasn't really been the problem, but I would maybe even consider starting Jamal Kane for Caleb Martin, um, just to give him a little bit more size. Um, Jamal Kane can he can shoot he can shoot it, um, can guard. Well, I think it will help them defensively as well, especially if they're not willing to really give up the whole uh, switching everything thing. I think Jamal Cain would be a, a better help than uh, Kayla Martin for that scheme. So, yeah, that that's what I would do. Would you say that they need a four? Sir, do you, I mean. I think they need a, a, a big. It okay. doesn't necessarily have to be a four. Because like I said. That's if, what you told me yesterday. If they have, like, they're just really getting, to, like, Caleb Martin hasn't been the problem. They can get away with playing Caleb Martin at the four. Um, you know, I, the reason they're not playing Jamal Kane is because um, they're trying, they're, I assume they're probably going to try and sign him to the active roster in that last spot that they have. Um, and they don't want to go over the luxury tax. So there's a certain t- day. I don't know what it is. But there's a certain day uh, where they can do that and stay under the luxury tax. So that's probably what they're waiting for. I would guess that that day is um, farther than the 50 games that uh, Jamal Kane is allowed to play. So, But I, I would imagine probably in the next two or three weeks, maybe we might see a little bit more Jamal Kane. All right. I like the breakdown. All right. We got some more teams. We're going to run through them real quick. The next team, this team definitely people would love to know. The Brooklyn Nets. I'll tell you the problem. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Just tag me when you're ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> Didn't know you were a coach, too. Okay. Uh, the Nets, they're a team. They're struggling. They're struggling. Kyrie and Durant are playing well. That's not the problem. However, if I were them, and, and I don't know if they will do it. I don't think they will, at least not right away. But they can't do it at the moment because Seth Curry is still out injured. Uh, but I would bring Ben Simmons off the bench, play Kevin Durant at the four, hmm. and Seth Curry starts. I would trade Ben Simmons to the Shanghai Sharks for interas- international money, but that's just me. Just saying. We know. All right. We know what you do. All right. So that's a, that sounds like a quick fix. That look like that would that would solve a lot of problems for them. Next team. Oh, can I ask you? I'm sorry, Brendan. I wanted to ask you that yeah. tweet that I sent in the group chat. Which one? The one about Kyrie being compared to a QN and Monte Ellis. Did you read that? No, I did not. What? You, what? So this guy tweeted. Uh, hold on. Give me a second. Let me find it real quick. This guy, I feel like you follow him, Brendan, because uh, a lot of people follow him. This guy... 
Kyrie appoints himself a voice of the voiceless and takes offense and deflects and runs whenever asked to elaborate on his commentary. Dude is a joke, a clown, and hasn't done a damn thing noteworthy on the court since 2016. Just a Q on Monte Ellis at this point. I think that tweet is absolutely ridiculous, and I don't think we should even give it time. Okay. All right. That's somebody who doesn't watch basketball. Okay. All right. Next team, staying on the East Coast. Going to Philly now. Leaving Brooklyn, going to Philly. How you fix the 76ers, coach? Now, this one, you're going to have to stay with me a little bit. Oh, this is about to get some bull- bullshit. Go ahead. It's not going to be bullshit, but when you watch the Sixers, I don't know if you noticed it. Have you watched a lot of Sixers games? No, I've watched, I've watched maybe two of their games this year. I've actually watched, uh, I think, like four, because they've had a lot of them on national television so far, and I refuse to watch Thursday Night Football. Um, <laughs> That's why. Uh, the Sixers... They, they run, they cater their offense to James Harden. Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of, it looks a lot like the Rockets, like with Dwight Howard. Mm, they didn't go, they didn't go well. Um, however, and, and you're gonna, and they absolutely, I think, need to change their offense completely. And it, it needs to be Joel Embiid centric. And, those of you listening to the podcast, I don't know how much of you actually watch basketball in a in a deep manner, but you might even if you don't, you might pull up the stats and and you'll see. But Joel Embiid, he you know he's getting like forty every other night when he plays, and I know they are, but they're not winning games. Um, their offense, a lot of Joel Embiid is working. They have him standing out on like the free throw line and and out on the perimeter. And while Joel Embiid can absolutely do those things, and I think his versatility offensively, being able to play out on the high post and, and on the wing should be parts, a part of your offense, I think it should be sprinkled. I don't think that should be the offense. And that's basically, in order for J- to get the most out of James Harden, they, they need to pull Joel Embiid away from the basket because jo- James Harden doesn't do anything that isn't at the rim or behind the three-point line. Um, and they need, they need to get away from that. It needs to be heavy Joel Embiid, uh, give him the ball on the, on the post and, and work it inside out from there. And look, quite frankly, I think that'll require a lot of um, James Harden probably become, you know, just kind of standing around because um, that's, really what he does when he doesn't have the basketball in his hands but they they need to be able to get they need to be able to work it that way and just play inside out a lot like the magic in 2008 with Dwight Howard um and and I think James Harden should be like a a secondary um figure and I think maybe even you could I would probably even stagger him and Embiid a lot more just so I can have James Harden out there with the second unit and your second unit offense can be a lot of, you know, James James Harden with the Rockets kind of style. But um, I'm going to give Philly and their fans a warning. I know you're not playing well. Don't you dare fire Doc Rivers and replace him with Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm sure that's what they're talking about doing over there, Clayton, right? Oh, I told you guys. I heard, I heard Sam Cassell. 
I've, I don't that, know like I said, it just it sell. feeds in because everyone's thinking about like obviously. I mean, I don't mean to bring baseball up, but they're talking about like Joe Girardi and Rob Thompson, and they're they're like at this I'm point, not tell- they're like at this point, fire Doc Rivers and just let Sam Cassell coach a fucking team. It can't be fucking any worse. I believe that Doc Rivers should should have been fired at the end of last season. But I told you guys he was going to be a dark horse. Um, I don't think he's the right coach for this team. Um. But I, I don't honestly. This is one of those things. I think they needed to to get rid of James Harden. He's a good player, and he, it's not that he's not. You gotta hear me out. Gotta hear me out. James Harden, he's a great player. He he's still good, and you could actually absolutely still run your offense through him. But it has to be Joel Embiid's show, and James Harden is not he for whatever reason the coach is running his offense to accommodate James Harden and to best suit James Harden James Harden is arguably the third best player on that team Right now, that's to, wild. Well, not, right, I don't right. know if I'm doing that. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. I wonder who said that. Yo, Wallet, I'm not doing that. I wonder who said that. I Look, wonder who said James that. James Harden is a Hall of Famer. James Harden is one of the best to ever play this game. I cannot. I will not take. The, I am not a fan of his game, but I will not take that from him. But right now, Tyrese Maxey has been a better player, and I think in many ways the 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 Philadelphia 76ers, if they want to get far, make a deep run this year. They need to allow Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey to carry them, and James Harden just kind of get in there in the in the you know in his intermediate spots, lead the bench unit in particular, um, and just kind of pick his spots. And and then then in those big games, maybe it's ten, fifteen games a year. You you know give me that vintage James Harden thirty. It's crazy. I'm saying vintage James Harden, but you know we just don't see it anymore. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not lying. Oh, you don't say. Vintage, you know, give us give us that 35 point, you know, 15 assists, 10 rebound, triple double games. You know, just give me those kinds of games um, here and there to help the team win because I really think I think it would be best for James Harden if he could do that. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a James Harden thing. I don't know if he's just like, no, I'm I'm it's my show here, or I wouldn't. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't really go that route even though he would absolutely be the type of guy to probably do it. I think it's more the fact that you just – you he doesn't do anything if he's yeah, not he the centerpiece of the offense. Yeah, so as a coach, and that's what I'm telling you, I think they, sh- they, need to, they should have let him go or, or traded him uh, because as a coach, there's nothing I can do with James Harden. I can change the scheme. I can run – you can run a whole um, – a bunch of better schemes that fit Philly and help them – um, on both ends of the ball, but if James Harden is not the centerpiece, if he's not the guy, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't move off the ball. He doesn't set screens. He doesn't. He he just he doesn't even like stand in the corner like ready to shoot. He stands forty feet from the basket on the wing. What does that remind you of, Khalil? Hmm. He tricked y'all, man. He just be um, running around oh, doing nothing. <laughs> And look, he's not the only one because, like, well, this will be a nice transition to the next team. Luka Doncic does the same crap. Oh, shit. Mm. 
doesn't do nothing. But the difference but the between Luca and James Harden, Luca's like 24. And Actually, also, he's probably younger than that. What is he, like 22? 22, 22 and also, 23. there's no question that Luca is the best player on his team. If you ask and, yeah, and Luca is that like, guy. What, what, what team do you know where they run the offense through the dude who isn't the best player on the team? That's not how that works. That's not how that works. Like, and then when you're talking about like position-wise, Embiid is more dominant at his, at his position than um, James Harden is, but they're still running the offense to cater James Harden. That just doesn't I would do you me. one better. If I'm Joel Embiid and they continue through the rest of the year running this offense through James Harden, at the end of the season, I demand a trade. Where is he at with his uh, contract? I believe he just signed an extension last year. Oh, you're saying you're saying um, Embiid or Harden should demand no. a trade? If I'm Joel Embiid, I demand a trade. Oh, I would too. I want out. I would too. Because Joel Embiid has been there his entire He's career. Been way too he many has been of the nonsense. He has been the best player on that team for at least when he's healthy and like playing, he has been the best player on that team through his entire stint in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And not one time has the coach ran the ran an offense catered to him. Not one time have they built the team catered to him when it was him and Ben Simmons, they were building that around Ben Simmons. They were trying to cater to Ben Simmons, personnel, offensive schemes to cater to Ben Simmons and make him comfortable to make up for his deficiencies and what he can't do. And the problem with Ben Simmons is, as I, I heard this on the uh, Bomani Jones podcast, and it's, it's absolutely true. I, I, I didn't actually really think about it this way. Um, you say about Ben Simmons, he's a great player. He can pass. All those things are, you know, true. And they talk about, well, no, what you need to do with Ben Simmons is you need to get, get a team and, and put four shooters around him. Do you know how hard that is to do? I want you to think about it. What, what most teams don't put out three mm -hmm. like f having a, a, a lineup with three shooters is rare and sure. difficult if you even think about the think about like the best of the warriors i said the Warriors got two and a possible at the best two of the war that 73 win warriors team maybe. they had two mm -hmm. they had two shooters and then maybe Igadala give you a corner three every, <laughs> every once yeah in a while. exactly yeah. and then you know harrison barnes is more of like he can shoot but he's not a shooter yeah um and then you look at um, under with Durant, they obviously had three, uh, but you know, like that's just that's really the best it kind of gets. It's hard to find four guys that can shoot at a well enough clip to 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 work with the theory of Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't know. I really think James Harden, uh, if they if they can't get him to just and to be fair to James Harden, he's been in the league like what thirteen years or something like that. It's hard to just like change like that, but mm -hmm. that that that's what needs to happen. He you can't be the guy. You're not you're not the guy anymore. You're not that guy, pal. I mean, I I agree. I think uh, Embiid should uh, request a trade because he'd been through a lot of bullshit in that, on that team. Um, and like you're saying, like him being the best player, but still having to cater to other people's needs is trash. Now, I do want him to leave, but I, I want, I kind of want him to come to the Heat because if he goes anywhere else, <sighs> that's scary. Like an actual team organization actually knows how to use him properly, could be a, a problem potentially. That makes sense. Um, okay, so we were gonna do the Mavs, but for the sake of time, it's like. Do you have like one quick thing you can say about the Mavs? Like, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, 
I'll just bring Christian Wood and start him instead of, uh, I believe they start Willie Colley Stein. Or Willie Willi, Willi True. Wait, that's they real? They still start him up? Yeah, they bring Christian Wood off the I bench. I know Christian Wood came off the bench, but they I figured they had somebody they, better. No, I think it's Willie Trail. They, they start. made that trade to bench, to bench him? No, they just bring him off the bench. Some scoring I mean, points. Well, that's what I meant, to not start him? Their, their bench is fairly weak. But, but like, there's there's not much I would really do with the Mavs just because that, that team is catered to do one thing and is built to do one thing, and that's um, catered to Luka. And while that's that's good and all, it kind of limits them, because you know Luca is the leading the league in first quarter points. He's, I think he's at 17 a game this year. God Led damn. the league in first quarter points last year too. But um, what ha- tends to what's been happening, or at least in the couple Mavericks games I've watched, and even in the playoffs you saw it, um, he wears down. He's not as good in the second quarter, and he's even worse in the third. And and you know he you know he's had some good fourth quarters. Um, in, in some of these runs, but um, it, it's hard. It becomes very difficult. He takes difficult shots, and he's often inefficient. Speaking of Bleacher Report about 45 minutes ago, Luka Doncic is on fire in the first half. 30 points, 12, 12 of 17 shooting. I, if, I bet you. I bet you if you watch the end of that game, if you, like, whenever that game's over, you look at the – well, that was 45 minutes ago the end of that? Yeah, it might, it might look be at the stats over right now. To, I uh, bet you he don't have over 40. Ooh, that's a bull take. Let's see. Y'all want to do over-under? He does I'll not have more than 40 points. I'll have over 40. 30. 31? Huh? 31 in the first he half? Had 30 in the first he had 30 in the first half. 30 in the first half, and, he, pro- and that was 45 cur- minutes ago? currently in the third quarter with a minute and 28, uh, a so, minute okay, 28 so left. Basically, the I'll take over down. 40. He, he has under 40, I bet you. I'll go over. He has under. Totally. But he has 36 points. Oh. Only so. six. He's gonna. He wears down. No mm. fault to him. They just ask. They ask him to do unre- like way too much. It's unreasonable. It's unreasonable how much they ask him to do offensively. Quite frankly, I, like, I mean, I know like Luca. Like credit to him. Like when Jason Kidd in the playoffs was looking at him, like, yo, bro, give me two seconds on defense. Um, he like you know he did it, and they they won because of that. But if he de- if he had decided to look at Jason Kidd like he crazy, I wouldn't have blamed him. You asked me to do way too much on offense. Way too much. I ain't playing no damn defense. Oh. And that's crazy come from me because you know I ain't about that life. You ain't going to play defense. You don't play for me. <laughs> well, all right. That makes sense. I guess that's, they ain't really got much to do over there in Dallas. Maybe they might need to make some trades. Um, all right. So that's the end of the show. Let's get to the last segment. Khalil, final thoughts. Shout out to Max Verstappen for taking P1 Grand Prix, <laughs> taking P1 and uh, breaking the single season record for most wins with 14 passing uh, Michael Schumacher and Sebastian, Sebastian Vettel. Vettel. Yes. Um, that race was weird. Very weird. It's very odd. Yeah. It, he spent like the whole time waiting for like, I don't know, somebody to like, Crash or you know something it, like just it, something. It, to historically, Mex- uh, well, no, actually, no. Mexico is not the one. Brazil is the one that's kind of like more. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened or whatever. But yeah, it was kind of tame. It wasn't really um, nothing too wild. I didn't appreciate them booing my dog uh, Lewis Hamilton, and I don't, I'm, I don't know what that was all about. Uh, I don't know what that was about either. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I ain't gonna say nothing about. Uh, I love Mexico City. Great people. All right. Great people. Do nothing wild like that. Um, shout out to Sergio Perez for taking p3 i thought that was pretty cool um 
Ferrari, not not, not looking rough. Good Mercedes got two races that are down 40 points. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. Mercedes has been pretty good. They're just cars they, not fast they, enough to they win. They put it together towards the end of the season. Um, they, I think they've next been year on they'll, I think next year they'll be okay. I heard they made some sort of change to the car, but, I, you know, I don't know what it means. I don't know if it makes mm-hmm. them faster or what, but I assume it'll make them faster. But, like, I don't know. They finally cracked down on us, too, man. They did. Seven, what was it, $7 million fine? Some, something like that, yeah. And then something, I guess. They took away money from tunnel. your budget? Yeah. Or in, I think in wind tunnel time? Wind tunnel uh, testing time got reduced by like 10% or something like that. But I thought, I was like, they, they couldn't have gone over a budget that bad. They went over a budget by $2 million. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. I was just like, ooh. Oh, Goddamn. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a very weird race. You know, it was kind of, especially the top like four was just kind of like a, what it was the whole race. Yeah, for the most part. It and then it was it was actually really weird too because they had uh, they had switched Lewis Hamilton onto the hard tires mm-hmm. and um basic I get they were basically hoping that the mediums would wear out oh, Red Bull would, would, would wear out would give out race, yeah. but it was weird cuz like it wasn't doing nothing on Vers- he was losing time on Verstappen mm-hmm. like steadily and there was a point where um Sergio Perez was Kind of like was he was yeah, getting he was, that he was DRS. Creep, he, was, he was creeping, he was creeping on, on Lewis Hamilton. On Lewis Hamilton. And Lewis Hamilton was telling him as he drove, was like, "Yo, I don't know why we went on the high tire. High tire. Yeah. It's not gonna work." And you know, it was funny. They actually said at one point um, that Lewis Hamilton was on the radio, and he was like, "Yo, like these tires, it's not happening." <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Verstappen's like he's just like he just keeps like what's his time? They're like, "Oh, you're like 13 seconds back of Verstappen," and then they're like, and he was like, "See that? No, I don't like the tires." And then he's like. And they're like, but, but, but you're five seconds ahead of Sergio Perez. And he's like, don't tell me who's behind me. He's like, I don't care. I got him. I was like, damn. <laughs> but uh, um, it was just weird because, like, it, he wasn't making any inroads on Verstappen, but uh, Perez was, like, on his ass like, for a little bit. Like and then he just, like, fell he, out. Like, yeah, he, he just, was, like, within, like, three seconds of him when he was on the um, – He got closer. The, he got in DRS. He, he was, like, 0.9. Yeah, and then they switched over to the hard tires, and that was the end of it. No, on the hard tire, he was, like, 0.9. Uh, when when Lewis was on the hard tire? Yeah, like, Sergio Perez got to, like, 0.9. Oh, I was about when – yeah, okay. Like, it was, like, was right when he got – the t- like, the tires hadn't gotten really warm yet. I think mm-hmm. it was within his probably first five or six laps on the hard tire. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he kind of got it to, like, 1.3, and it stayed there for a while. And then, like, right around 10 laps to go, it's like Sergio Perez just, is just, like, dropping time. Like, nasty. I'm, I, I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> they were even talking about other things. They're like, how is, like, like, Lewis isn't making up any ground on Verstappen, but for whatever reason, like, Sergio Perez is, lo- is losing time on Hamilton, mm-hmm. you know? And, and he, had younger, he had younger tires, and they were the mediums. Actually, he didn't have younger tires, but they were the mediums. Strategists, they call them. Yeah. Sometimes, the, the I don't know. Dude on the broadcast, they were just like, I don't know, Lewis Hamilton's like just a better driver than Sergio Perez. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn. What? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think that's all I got. Fight the power. Oh, and happy Halloween as well. That's nice. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Go ahead, Bernie. Um, I don't, I don't know if the Panthers are playing or anything, but... Like I said, I'm all for this Kachuk kid. He's he's a menace to society. I like it. Um, that's about it. I don't really have anything else. All right, great for you. All right, cool. why you look shocked at him? There's no way that's all you have to say. Oh, Manchester United got a win, so we're uh, 
we're, we're, we're slowly, slowly uh, coming back. We're, we're fifth in the table. We're a point back of Newcastle with a game in hand. So that's good. That's good. Marcus Rashford, shout out to you. Got your 100th career goal for Manchester United. So Good for him. So nothing else. No other sports teams that you are fans of that might have done anything this week? No, okay. we're not. We're not doing that. We're not no. doing that. I see what you're trying to do. Let's get Clayton. Move on. We're not. Yeah, we're not doing I see, that. See, I said it. I came on Thursday, so I said what they're trying to do. The Miami Hurricanes, yeah. baby. Oh my gosh. We got. Jack Garcia was just trying to get some pussy. We we've already established Yo. that. We've already established that. Brandon, don't don't go. Listen. Oh, when you said it at Twin Peaks. I didn't say that. Off the pod. I did not don't say that. Off the I pod. did not Brandon, say that. You definitely agreed with me. I wasn't there. Oh, did you? Sure. I did not say that. Did you watch the play? They did a PA. It was a beautiful play. Read option, bootleg out to the right side. Tight end wide the, the fuck open. Snuck the tight end off the end of the line behind the linebacker. Dude was butt naked open. Jake Garcia said no. It's my it's time. my time. And he barely my made it. barely made it. Homie, oh, did make homie it. dove oh, to the pylon. He just, he just made it. Don't act brand new. I did not say that. Unbelievable. He wanted to be the hero. He just to, wanted to be the hero. To well, to I had fair, to do something with women. Come on. To be fair, Jake Garcia's accuracy was a little wobbly the whole game. Not a little bit. He was. He was. Yeah, he didn't trust the arm. Accurate. He was like, yeah, no, nah, I trust my feet more than my, my, my arm. But um, he, you know, got it done. Good for them. Daniel Jones. Good for them. Same. He ain't no Daniel Jones. Like Don't disrespect Daniel Jones like that. You know, it, he lost. Did he win today? Oh. Daniel. Mind Jones. your business. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, Phillies are tied one-one in the World Series right now. So. Game's going back to Philadelphia, so hopefully they get loud, they get rowdy, everything all good with that. Um, nothing really major coming off that. Uh, it'll be Monday, October 31st, and your Georgia Bulldogs are still your national champions. Nothing really coming off that. I'm concerned about the Phillies. That's all it is. The next time the next time you guys record, game f- five would have finished. Like, they played Thursday, and the Eagles played Thursday as well. So, but yeah, that's it. As of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, all I got is, I think, did early voting, I think, is still going on? I think it is. But anyway, go out and vote. And also, it's going to be a little bit of a offbeat, but can somebody explain to me why Derek Jeter has a commercial? We're doing this now? Yes. I, you know I saw that commercial. That was complete garbage. Nobody cares we about no. We both saw the commercial. Who the hell is buying a car because they're showing Derek Jeter and his family? Do I look like I would buy a car because of Derek Jeter? Do I look like I would care? Would you care? No. Would you care, Brandon? No. no. Khalil, would you care? I want to say, yeah, just being an asshole, but no. No, you wouldn't. So, no, we're going to go. Okay. And, uh, look, I don't care. Just go show the wife and the kid, try to get some sympathy. I'm not buying the car. The car I, car probably trash. I'm not. I'm just saying. Not doing it. The grand wagoneer. Show, please, I'm tired of seeing Derek Jeter. He's, like, one of the most boring players in the history of baseball. I don't care. I don't care. Stop trying to put him like Michael Jordan was entertaining in boring. a vast matter of ways. Boring, I'll give you. I, I wouldn't say he was trash, though. No, he was a great player. Okay. He's boring. He is boring as I don't a want to fucking pickles. No, I, I don't. I will say that. He should just ride off into the sunset. That's all. That's all. In his Grand Wagoneer. <laughs> this has been the latest and greatest episode no, from... Hey, no, hey, what? You got, yeah, get, you better put some spin on it. Spin on what? The fucking outro. Latest and greatest and last episode of Tribe Talk Podcast. It has been a great run. 
I'm about to cry. No, I'm not about to cry. But no, it's been a great run. We got better things ahead. We out. This has been another five star production. Been waiting so long for feeling like this. Your life can get so crazy, but as long as you're right here, none of the gossip, nothing can stop us. I want